welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And we're back for episode 157. That is right. And I know all you guys, Heather and girls are out there saying, you know what? That sounds like a motherfucking prime number. Baby, you are right. Not only is it a prime number, Scott, it is also an emerp. And based on that, you may be, if you look at the spelling, you might be able to understand what that is. It's uh, also, nope. if you <laughs> if you flip 157 around, it's 751, which is uh, also a prime. Wow, okay, so cool. It's, but that's different than a palindromic prime. And actually, palindromic primes can be emerps, because palindromic primes, you kind of just have to take out, because obviously they're emerps if they're palindromic. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Welcome to Lost Home Podcast. Uh, this is an hour of really geeky math. <laughs> yeah, actually, the funny thing is, the last prime that we had was 151, which was a palindromic prime. Ooh. I like. Huh? Huh? Pretty interesting. That's numbers. Well, if you are still listening at this point in the show... <laughs> like, what the fuck did I turn into? <laughs> just kick their stereo over? You yeah. are listening to Vermont's number one comedic news podcast. We talk about the news that falls through the cracks, the small stories, the obscure stories, and the weird stories. And then sometimes we have interviews, like last week's great interview with Carter Mays, mm-hmm. uh, writer, director, and I believe sole proprietor, owner of Puppet Ball Studios. Yes. He uh, has made two films, Bad Chicken and Inside Scarlet. And if you tuned in last week, you heard all about his new film, Inside Scarlet. And the upcoming ones, uh, Barfly, which sounds like it's going to be cool, and Apocalypse Chicken, which has yet to really be completely consistent conceptualized, let alone realized, but a couple to look forward to as well. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, people should check out Inside Scarlet and Bad Chicken, um, and even go back to our original interview with him a bazillion episodes ago. Type in Carter Mays on the website, see if you can, we're Bad Chicken, see if you can find it. And if you're uh, either a new listener or someone who just hasn't cared in the last few weeks, we do have a Patreon up. Hey! Um, we don't have any new subscribers this week, but we do have our last episode of Meet the Northrops going up this week. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's curious about what this is, we've played clips on the past few episodes. We've gone out on 10 minutes, like, sections of old episodes. Uh, Meet the Northrops is a month-long project of ours where we created a full-fledged sitcom, including ads, laugh track, full cast, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good. Stuff. Quite not PC, but very, very funny and very, it, it very got, fun. And to it make. got less PC as it went because we were like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to push some boundaries, you know, like real edgy TV. Yep. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash lost at home, you will find our Patreon. And for as little as $3 a month, you can subscribe to our new show, Lost and Found, which includes Meet the Northrips and the previous month's actual Lost and Found, which was uh, our Australia, New Zealand send up. Yeah, with Bruce Bruce. Helped us out with that one, and this upcoming one's going to be very cool, where we do a totally original idea that no other podcast by Dan Harmon has ever done, called uh, Lost and Found Quest, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, no, I mean, sorry, Lost and Found Quest with uh, some buddies, and we don't know what it's going to sound like yet, because we have yet to record it, but at the time you've heard this, we'll have recorded the first one, and probably the following week it'll go up, and actually for the $5 tier, uh, we've actually packed in a couple extra things onto that, but the main thing you get on that is the Lost uh, at Home commentary on a movie that we've voted on uh, Facebook, our Facebook fan page about, and this recent one we just did, Speed 2, which turns out is a movie uh, about a pedophile. Yep, that's pretty much all we talked about for two hours was the pedophilic uh, overtone. Overtone. It's overtone. Not undertone. Not just overtone. Overtone. Like there was, I'm pretty sure there was like there was a baseline that went boom when like the the 12 year old was showing. Yeah. It was boom, a boom, yeah. Boom. <laughs> like ah, a little on the nose. Did you realize that Yana? No, no, Bond, no. She was 14, almost 15. She, she was 14, almost 15, and the guy's like, ooh, almost, almost legal in some states. Uh, Jason Patrick's a pervert in the movie, and it's very. But the funny thing is, Yon DeBont, Did you realize like the movies he's done have been. He did the original Die Hard. He did. Oh yeah, no, Hunt we talked about October. it very briefly. He did Flatliners. Yeah. It, like he he made amazing movies. He just uh, I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's another thing you can look forward to on Patreon. And hey, well, that's that's actually how you get to where he got to with Speed too. Yes. You make a lot of amazing movies. You make a lot of money. You take all that money and you funnel it into an international water shoot where you can have young girls. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was all working toward this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Debont, you finally reached your goal, man. Yeah, if you're a longtime listener and you enjoy this show, you are going to love that show because it is high production value. We put a lot of time and a lot of work into it. It isn't this uh, chatting back and forth kind of thing that we do here. Uh, so just head on over to patreon.com slash lost at home and subscribe. It helps keep the lights on here at the studio. So, uh, beyond that, I think we can probably jump directly into the show. This week I start it with, uh, well, we kind of both do, but yeah, we, we have a, we're going to we, get some web dropping. Yeah, we right? have our web droppings. Web dropping. Good, good. Most of it's you, cause I'm going to take the Google hole this week. And I think you actually start off with something that I was absolutely, uh, 
I, I can't believe I hadn't heard of this. This has apparently been around a little bit, but... Um, this is I, not I, technically a new story, but, but it's, it's one so I've been saving for just the right episode. It's, it's so interesting. I'm curious. Anyway, I, I don't want to bury uh, the, your... I want you to be able to tell the folks this amazing Basically, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a very uh, slightly long look at Ingrid Newkirk's will. Who's Ingrid Newkirk? Um, I want to say she's the president. Is that the exact title? Founder, co-founder, probably president too, but founder, co-founder of PETA. Exactly. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. And she has recently drafted her living will and testament and has posted it for everyone to read on the actual PETA.org website. Yep. Uh, which makes us all the crazier because this isn't something that some hacker dug up off the internet. This is something that she put out on boldly. her organization's website. Yeah. So that's because when I when you first talked about it, I checked the link at first. I was like, I wonder if it's like peta.org.co or something. Yeah, exactly. A joke, but I'm like, nope. This is straight up on their webpage. Um, I'm just gonna go through the will. Uh, there's a little brief explanation ahead of it on this page, but I think you're gonna get the gist of it as I go. Um, and I'm gonna skip the first part of the will because okay. it's one of those upon my death I want my wishes to be done yeah all the stupid will stuff and then the second part of the will is well the final decision as to use my bodily remains or remains with PETA I make the following suggestions for direction these are suggestions and this is all under article 2 A that the meat of my body or a portion thereof be used for a human barbecue mm -hmm. to remind the world that meat of a corpse is all flesh, regardless of whether it comes from a human being or an animal, and that flesh foods are not needed. Yeah. So, I mean, number, I mean, it, number it, one, when she dies, there's going to be a party. There's going to be a party with a big old delicious. Here's the thing, you know, I mean, it might make it crazy. I'd eat human. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'd be a hypocrite to not eat a human corpse if I'm willing to eat animal corpses. Right? Uh, she might actually appreciate that viewpoint, but also say, don't do either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to make cannibals. Yeah. Wait a minute. She's got a good point. Let's all be cannibals now. <laughs> Kill more animals. Peta, Let's be cannibals. PETA co-founders barbecue backfires dramatically. <laughs> uh, all right. B, that my skin or a portion there be removed and made into leather products such as purses to remind the world that human skin and the skin of other animals are the same. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Neither is fabric, nor needed. And I actually agree that uh, leather is absolutely not needed. It's totally sure. extra. Yeah. Especially when pleather is such a, a fine product. Yeah. You know, <laughs> granted that's probably made by people in cages overseas, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's steer clear. Let's stick to one idea, ideology. All right, she gets more, she gets more, uh, more coherent here. Yeah. Uh, in C, that in remembrance of the elephant foot umbrella stands and tiger rugs that I saw as a child... Uh, my feet be removed and umbrella stands and other ornamentations be made from them. Okay. All right. D. I, dude, I would totally dig. A human foot. And, like, just, people are like, oh, as you see, I've got this nice uh, Renoir painting in here. And uh, take a look over here. It's a human foot posing as an umbrella stand. You know, um, this whole uh, entire article should have been read by you as Ed Gaines. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you can me. actually do D if you want as yeah. Ed Gaines. Here's D. That one of my eyeballs be removed, mounted and delivered to the administrator of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency as a reminder that PETA will continue to be watching the agency, get it, eyeballs, until it stops poisoning and torturing animals in useless and cruel experiments. You should torture things in useful ways. That the other one <laughs> is to be used as PETA sees fit. I put the emphasis on sees because it's an eyeball. <laughs> nice. Not all of that was her words, by the way. No, no. Uh, was, I, you, you embellished our, it. Our buddy Ed kind of embellished things based on his love uh, for butchery. Yeah, she wants uh, under Article E that her pointing finger be delivered to <laughs> Kenneth Feld, owner of the Ringling Brother and Barnum and & Bailey Circus, uh, basically to uh, point at him for his atrocities against animals that they've kidnapped and put into servitude. Yeah, and actually the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey are awful institutions. They when people are. were just like, I can't believe the circuses are going under because people think they're mean to animals. It's like, they are. oh, guess what? Your life is not going to be affected because you can't go to a creepy circus. Like, I want to go to a human circus. I, I would go to a human circus. Caged people getting whipped. Wait, I, I, that's just Wait BDSM. I was just going to say, just, <laughs> that's just called the internet. Yeah. That's just BDSM. That's BDSM on the internet. Uh, I, right, I, I, I I get that. I also just imagine her sending it to them, be like, "Oh, sweet human finger," and wearing it around their like neck, like a necklace. Yeah. Like I don't think some of these things Form, are going to forming it into a whistle if they, they yeah. command tigers <laughs> to do stuff with. <laughs> you will listen to my finger whistle. <laughs> it's kind of like when people whistle with their fingers. Yeah, only yeah, yeah, they're just. Uh... Can we get another finger? We'd like to make a dual <laughs> finger finger whistle. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. All right. F. 
death that my liver be vacuum packed and shipped in whole or in part to France to uh, be used for a public appeal to persuade shoppers not to support the vile practice of force feeding geese and ducks for foie gras. Right, which is also a horrible practice and ridiculous and absolutely not necessary for a type of specialty uh, food that's probably no better than. I'm pretty sure that if you don't torture the geese or force feed them, the foie gras you can make from that probably very similar. Yeah, I just, I just that's when people are like, oh, it's expensive to torture something in this manner, and I can afford that, so I want to show this as like a stature. You, you got to remember the average person doesn't know the difference between. Flavor flavored mayo and aioli. Right, So yeah. they're probably not going to know the difference between abused geese and non-abused geese. And, uh, foie gras, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, and if right. you're going to kill the goose anyway to make like a Christmas goose or something, why not make foie gras out of some of the ingredients? Yeah, There's right. almost no reason. No, absolutely. And actually, that would be better because you use more of the of, of the actual animal to do so, and that would actually go more in line of like, oh, at least you're going to use all of it so you're not yeah, Just remember, the average person who eats is not a foodie. That's true. I know. I, I personally am not a foodie, even though I love good food. Uh... Article G, that one of my ears be removed, mounted, and sent to the Canadian Parliament to assist them in hearing, for the first time perhaps, the screams of seals, bears, raccoons, foxes, and minks that are bludgeoned, trapped, and sometimes skinned alive for their pelts. And that other ear be removed, preserved, and displayed outside the Dunar Abattoir in Mumbai to remind all who do business there of the screams of the cattle who are slaughtered within its walls and heard around the world. I can certainly uh, see. I mean, where the, uh, the, the ridiculous ignorance, Mumbai is in which country? We're gonna go ahead and say in, uh, in Africa. I feel really bad not knowing that. Uh, actually, I, I can't say for sure. That could be like India or something. Or, I wanted to say India, but they don't kill cattle in India. No, I mean, I, I, they're, I, they're sacred animals. My first thought was Mumbai was India, but then I realized I'm a hundred percent wrong. I think uh, Mumbai is the capital city of the Indian state of Maharashtra. So am I just off? It's base? the most populous city in India. Well, I mean, like, like do they kill the Hind- cattle in India? I mean, I guess, like, I guess I'm guessing, like, you know. I mean, we've, done, we've covered versus... stories where cows stop traffic because they won't even move them out of the road because it's God's will. Yeah, I'm actually I'm curious now. This is going to almost get me down. You do, you do some research that. while I um, move on to H. Um, yeah, I'm, cu- I'm curious what the Mumbai... Uh, H and I is... She wants both of her thumbs removed. Uh, for H, she wants one mounted upwards in a plaque and sent to the person or institution that in the year of my death or thereabouts, PETA decides has done the most remote alternatives. And I... To be sent to someone who does the least, meaning they hurt the most animals through their promotion of products and or uh, public policy. Um, I think... I get what she's doing with all of these. I think H is a little off base because what she's trying to do is hurt, shame, ridicule, etc. these people into doing something with their body parts. H is a reward for good practices. I don't yeah, want to do so yeah. good at my job someone sends me a body part. That's true. That is grounds <laughs> for just aiming for a B as opposed to an A. That's true. Like how because- many SEALs were clubbed in your country? 99, sir. Last year was 100. Assistant Jones, go out there and club a seal. We need to at least meet last year's market, or that fucking batshit lady's gonna send us a thumb. <laughs> yeah, like, good for you. <laughs> like, what's the next closest country? Poland. They've only clubbed 98 seals. Good. Club three more just to make sure they don't make it, you know, above us before that time. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, did you have an answer there? Uh, I'm, I'm looking uh, at a little bit more. Right, yeah. I'll move on to Jay. Uh, that little part of my heart be a little part of my heart be buried near the racetrack in Hockenheim, uh, preferably near the Ferrari pits where Michael Schumacher, I hope I'm saying that name right, raced in and won the German Grand Prix. I'm assuming this has nothing to do with animal rights and simply uh, she loves racing. Okay. It's a very vague one. I don't really understand the, uh, the, the the idea of this. I mean, no matter how much you love racing, are they really going to allow you on the private property that is the Grand Prix area like are they gonna let you bury part of your body uh i'm guessing that's a high hope she's really hoping so and this uh, is bordering on witchcraft at this point yeah that's true yeah because you're hoping that like eventually there'll be like a poltergeist like movie where you'll come flying from the from the grave and be like yeah. take that motherfucker and then uh k is where it ends which is basically anything else that can be done can be done within the beliefs of PETA, and i'm fine with it basically uh, and then there's three, four, and five, which are legal notes basically saying that if the person I said uh, to do this doesn't do this, uh, there are other people I would like to do this. And it even goes so far as to say if they don't feel like doing these exactly as how I wrote them, they have discretion as to changing my will slightly to meet the needs of how it should be done in my vision. Right. Um, yeah, this is some batshit crazy motherfucking shit. If you'll excuse my French. Yeah, uh, a few, yeah, a few little uh, excuses on that one. 
Um, um, and, well, we all know PETA is not the organization they claim to be. They they are a promoting of helping animals, but they are also one of the biggest euthanizers of stray animals in the entire world. Yeah. Which makes sense. They can't take in every stray and then feed, house, and take care of them, or else they would basically need to build 80-story skyscrapers full of cats and dogs just to... Like literally, well, and, yeah, take them and, in. and they're general, and they're definitely more of like, um, uh, and they're very promoters militant. of pr- promoters of uh, birth control and things like that uh, to make sure that animals don't recreate yeah, as more than they should. Which is makes sense. It's a two sided coin. They're yeah. good and they're bad. Yeah, I mean, like any kind of organization, for the most part, it's like they've got they, they've got in some certainly some good ideas, and their overall, uh, I think, vision is noble. But sometimes their implementation has much to be desired because we're humans and. We're all kind of all assholes anyway, and I do I do have this thing about um, uh, apparently animal cruelty is runs rampant in um, Mumbai, especially uh, actually animal cruelty is on the rise. Yeah, uh, apparently also uh, amongst dogs a lot are really afflicted because there's an animal birth control program um, that is essentially mandated that uh, results in the uh, burning of uh, a lot of dogs by the looks of it but apparently um there there are literally like no protections for animals as far as animal abuse so there's a okay. lot of animal abuses uh due to like the agricultural industry there because there are a lot of cattle farms and stuff and they just they can pretty much do whatever they want which is not too far off I mean, united states is probably not that far behind on that we kind of we animal cruelty laws don't apply we've to, spoken on this yeah. on two different episodes one where we talked about how animal cruelty laws in the u.s don't include chickens they don't include like uh, ag- the agricultural industry. Yeah, there's a there's a, so there's we, a we lot of very loopholes. there's you know people are pretty you know I can understand where people are upset because there's like hypocrites when it comes to it's okay to torture this animal but goddamn it if you touch my dog kind of thing. We it's also like, you should be able to either torture them all or not. Oh torture god them. yeah, you, you should tor- be able to eat them. But eat them fine. Just they don't need to torture something to eat it. No 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 no. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. And no, we did you- mention Peta a couple episodes back where they were doing the ad campaign where they were having naked women in cages. To mm-hmm. show how bad it is for animals, but all it really did was turn on a lot of people. Yeah, it made me want to just like see naked women in cages and eat chicken. Yeah, just like funny KFC, just watch eat naked a, girls in cages. <laughs> big old bucket of <laughs> kernels while fucking jacking off to ladies in cages. All right, uh, moving on from that, uh, Jerry, you brought the next story to the table. Yeah, right. Um, I got one real quick here. Um, this is actually something uh, that happened recently in the world of politics. Um, an Iowa state senator recently was trying to, essentially, he was trying to make a case for uh, evening out the amount of Republican, or I should say conservative and liberal professors at colleges, essentially uh, giving them a sort of test to begin with to make them, so he, instead of having such uh, stacked liberal colleges and turning our college kids into dirty liberals, that we actually make sure there are just as many conservative views. I would say that maybe it's just that a lot of really educated people tend to lean progressive-minded. It's not that they're not conservative, it's just that their social views are very sure, liberal. Sure, but I, I do get the argument that is that you can't stack colleges, that you need viewpoints. Well, yeah, and, and and so they're saying, okay, and he was just kind of offering, but kind of in this Republican, Trumpian sense of just offering no uh, proof that there, I mean, people know that colleges generally, professors are more liberal, things like that, but you're also looking for the most, you know, uh, qualified, intentional, yeah, intelligent, qualified prof- professors to actually teach people, and sometimes those might just also happen to swing a certain way. But he was trying to point out that when he was in college, um, getting his business management degree, uh, he uh, noticed that you know almost all of his professors or teachers were uh, liberal, and he couldn't stand the liberal views. A little bit of digging turns out shows that the uh, restaurant management. Um, I mean, the business degree that he uh, declared in his Senate biography was actually a restaurant managed training um, certificate by, I believe he called it, it, it's called like Fobco or Forbco. Um, He he declared a restaurant managing certificate as as a a business degree because he, what he said, he he said he had a, uh, uh, this, oh, by the way, this is um, Chelgren. Uh, This is Mark Chelgren of uh, Iowa State Senator, Um, Lacey and Jason, we're looking at you. Um, a Republican senator from Iowa. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, Forbco Management is the uh, institution that he accredited as where he got his business degree um, in, business management, from Forbco Management School. Turns out, as NBC started looking, Forbco Management wasn't included on the accredited institution list. Um, so they started digging into it, and they found that Forbco Management is the uh, in, in the state of California. It's a company that used to operate a Sizzler Steakhouse, and it turns out 
This was actually a certificate for a management course he took when he worked for Sizzler. It's essentially the equivalent of Hamburger University from, from <laughs> McDonald's, where yeah. you watch a couple of training films yeah. and you go through the management course and you can be an assistant manager. Um, he, he got the certificate, so good for him. Uh, turns out uh, he has since uh, just taken down that little part of his bio because he doesn't want to be too embarrassed by it. But it's the fact that he was uh, utilizing that as an argument for his knowledge of this uh, establishment that he was never actually a part of. And I'm pretty sure probably the people at Forbco Management were probably Republican, actually. What do you mean, Dean? You want to see my application to the college? Or no, my, uh, what do we, what do we, uh, accredita- accreditation? Yeah. Accreditation? You, you want to see my accreditation? Well, I dropped that in the fryer. Let me drop that out for you, sir. Oh. Ow! 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 Oh, hold on. I'll get my accreditation in a moment. So, so, so his his argument uh, was that he thought there was not much of a difference between a degree and a certificate. Yeah, I'm you sorry. know what? They both are printed on a piece of paper. And and, and maybe one even has more was... hamburger uh, icons, <laughs> like, <laughs> like clip art images. It's like Sizzler. There's like a happy steak in the corner giving a thumbs up. Yeah. It's like, hey, you did it, buddy. Like I get I get the difference. College diplomas a little more boring, a little less flair on the degree paper. That's uh, what he calls them, dude. Degree papers. Yep. Yep. Degree papers. All right. So uh, that, yeah, that's that. That is that. That guy needs to get out of office and fuck right off. <laughs> he's a he's a smart guy. Now speaking so of says smart Sizzler. guys, people come up with great ideas all the time. And when I say great ideas, I mean sometimes ideas that surpass uh, any level of reasonability or sanity. Um, there's a show called Game. Uh, this show aired last year and was very popular in Europe and Asia. Uh, most Americans may not have heard of it until this story came up semi-recently uh, of Game 2, the second season, Yep, Winter. And this is going to be a Russian reality TV show. And it is a nine-month Siberian survival. Yeah, test. I was gonna say this isn't even like like oh good we'll you know be hanging out in Moscow. And I'm like this is Siberia. This is fucking deep. This is thirty male and female contestants who will live in negative forty degrees Celsius we- weather in a remote forest, which also has you know bears, wolves, all the natural things you would find in a Siberian forest. Uh, the cash prize is one point six million dollars U.S. Um, I'm sure it's something different in ruples, but... Yeah, it was like some billion ruples. It was some god-off number of billion ruples, yeah. Um, This is going to be an online series, and it will be coming to TV on July 1st, and will run until April 1st of 2018. It is going to be screened 24-7 around the world, obviously anywhere where there's internet, because you can get it only on a computer. Um, This is the brainchild of entrepreneur uh, Yegnevi Piatkovsky. Who created and is financing the show? Um, he invested himself sixteen point two million into it. That's also in U.S. dollars. Uh, it will air in English, French, German, Spanish, Chinese, and Arabic. Uh, the final con- ad for this show that just aired recently said each contestant consents they w- that they could be maimed, even killed. Two thousand cameras will be watching them over nine hundred hectares of land with thirty people. Yeah. Um, the rules say everything is allowed: fighting, alcohol, murder, rape, smoking. I like the fact that smoking then, is the last then, one. Like that's no, the no, worst no. one. The last one is anything. Yeah, anything. Like, but the the fact that smoking was the one that really put that. Like, you know, yeah, there's all these crazy things. You can do alcohol, fighting, uh, rape, and murder, and even smoking, 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 smoking. All uh, all contestants sign waivers and acknowledge that they could be raped or killed. Yeah, but they, they, I think it was also noted that the uh, law enforcement has said, yeah, but if you rape or kill somebody, especially on camera, you're still getting. Tr- it's not like you have a pass. You still will get in trouble. You might win the 1.6 million, but you will go to jail. Yeah, this, Russian this, jail. This, not like this fun falls jail. within Russian jurisdiction. Yeah. So uh, they were saying it, it takes. I think it was between 30 minutes to an hour for a helicopter to dispatch and hit the site if like medical attention or law enforcement's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning if something happens, well, I hate to say it, it's probably going to happen. You it's, could murder yeah. or rape someone in under an hour. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And the other thing, too, is like it could happen off camera because there's not a camera crew that's going with them. There's cameras just spotted cameras. Yeah. They're pretty, essentially like game cameras. I feel like this is the 
this this will come out and then there's got to be a horror movie about this thing sure. right after because yeah. imagine if you just had that kind of thing where you all of a sudden somebody oh and the, and the contestants actually have handheld cameras as well so this is all going to be very like found footage style yeah. that could lead to a fucking cool in the Siberian wil- yeah. wilderness version of Blair Witch and a fucking murdery type of thing I actually want to write that it says that uh, I just left the page sorry okay. um, that contestants will be permitted knives but not guns. Yeah. And that the contestants have to be mentally sane and at least 18 years old. Mentally sane when they go in. I'm guessing a few months in fucking Siberian wilderness at 40 below is going to probably turn some uh, screws loose. But it's good. Yeah, hey, we only want slow deaths with knives. Because, you know, we got to make sure enough people live. If one dude just blasts everybody and it's just one dude in the wilderness for a while, then... then then you're just a Boney Vera CD waiting to happen. Now, the creator, uh, Piedikovsky, said in an interview with Sputnik, um, Imagine a forest. The contestants arrive there on July 1st after a short training period. That's probably nice still, right? It's pretty decent Each July. will have three to four months before the first cold snaps a winter to construct a shelter. Okay. They can live separately or join up or form teams. You could also keep in mind that this is a real forest with dangerous wildlife and harmful insects. During the winter months, I'm curious what... What insects in Siberia like, are considered harmful? It's like, like ice, we ice wasps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, ice wasps would just fucking come through. They're like, they're the size of bears. And they just fucking... Yeah. They've got like a bear They don't even spear. sting you. They just swat you like a yeah. bear would. <laughs> yeah, it actually stands up on all... Fo- actually, come to think of it, ice wasps are bears. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We gotta get less drunk Siberian scientists out there to start measuring these things. Now, the interesting part of this, before we uh, go on to our next story, is that contestants have to pay to be on the show, and it costs one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars to take part. Which I thought was crazy. If it's gonna take the equivalent of one hundred sixty-five thousand uh, U.S. dollars, and you're only gonna be winning ten times that much back, you could. It's gotta be all about the fame and stuff. Because if you can pony up one hundred sixty-five grand or the rape, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, I guess some people might be looking to actually. You will say I get to uh, pay this money in, and maybe make just a little back one. Well, rape, right? Yeah, yeah def- definitely rape. Def- yeah, yeah. So I, I get the pay, and I, if they don't catch me, they were good, right? Well, no, nah, you're probably um, still a criminal. Probably, yeah, you're yeah, still, you're criminal, probably and still probably, a criminal. You got about 30 minutes before you cut, but I get those 30 minutes to enjoy the rape. <laughs> you do. I'm in. So, <laughs> so the, uh, That's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a spicy Russian meatball. Uh, I, think, I feel like they, what they have to gain out of it, uh, aside from those rape lovers and murder lovers, is um, is is not very significant. I mean, that's a lot of months in the in the woods in the winter, and for only I mean, it's ten times what you got. But if you can pony up one hundred sixty five grand, you think like one point six million might not be like the like whoa big fucking life changing money at uh, at that point. Sure. If you're just like a poor motherfucker making, you know, 20 grand a year, yeah, that almost, could like you pay for your mom's fun, kidney transplant. Like, like, yeah, like some people are desperate. Yeah. Like, I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. Yeah, now you just got a bunch of rich people hanging out in the woods. I'd be like, you need that one autistic homeless person who like knows where all the cameras are on day one. Yeah, They've counted all 2,000. Yeah, that's why you need like the, uh, the there's got to be at least one lottery contestant that wins like a one poor stupid person. contest yeah. because they got in because they need the money. And they fucking, need and it's straight that up money. Hunger Games shit and they're just going nuts. They're like eating people. I'm surprised with the way Russia is, this isn't straight up Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, they're getting there. This we're, is we're to, close. This we're is getting... teasing people into it. They're like, hey, you like that one? Game three, Hunger Games, literally. Well, um, speaking of games, this is a perfect segue for our last web driving. All right, cool. uh, a new anime launched uh, this past winter, and I mean, when I say launch, it probably just hit the U.S. You know how these things always take a time to trickle across the, the ocean. But uh, what we have is Kaiji, which uh, is loosely adapted into a hip whip girl, I believe. Okay. Uh, we watched a little bit of this earlier today. We did. We we snuggled up at the bar and watched uh, watched. About, about five ten minutes of this, maybe maybe a little more. Yeah, yep. uh, this is a. Uh, fic- I was. This is an anime amazed. about a fictional sport where women compete on floating platforms or bridges. It's, across it's sort water. of like a long springboard, sort of. Yeah, I mean it's not really a springboard, but well, it's they like had a the ones where they had the circular platforms. They, they did, that's and then true. they had the ones yeah. where they walked on almost like a thin platform. That's true, that was about yeah. a foot wide. And those were the ones where like doing like delicate walks and trying to like push yeah. each other. But then they had more like sumo pit style ones where like round. You had to get people in the water. But how did they get them in the water? I can't the remember. only the only way you're allowed to fight in this game is using your butt or your boobs. Yes. So this they both, uh, both of which the uh, was hilarious. The animated women had ample of, and also very super heroic because these things cause sonic booms. And I remember like 
<laughs> thing is, though, there's a lot of weird stuff out there in anime and stuff. This, this might be the weirdest. This is this is weird because it wasn't nearly as overtly. I mean, it was overtly sexual, but not as much as like the the straight up like hentai stuff or anything. This was like not that. hentai. Not there was no. There was there was hints of nudity. Yeah, but not no but no, like, no nudity. Like side boob and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, but like, but, but they would do power attacks with their asses and their boobs. And like, they would, like you would squeeze, see Dragon Ball Z. It, like, it was yeah, spinning attacks and upward punches, but only using boobs and butts. I definitely there are people in my life I need to share this with. That's for sure. And I love that they named their attacks like spinning butt vortex. And yeah, then at one point like they the... locked boobs because the energy went from her butt to her boobs. And then she was able to channel the last bit of kinetic energy into her nipples and like fire them like rockets. Yep. And then of course, like you see the the whole audience is just blown back by it. And there was the uh, butt vacuum cannon. Yeah. Butt very, vacuum cannon. That was like a specialty move that she like tossed out. She's like, she's not gonna yeah. fucking get past this one. You need to find. It's actually pronounced Kaijo. Uh, K e i j o. Or you can look it up as Hip Whip Girl. Uh, both can be found. You can find full episodes on YouTube if you actually really want to find this. Um, yeah. I would play you an audio clip, but it's all just anime talk. So. I know. I was thinking about that, but it's going to be like, bah, bah, and then like, splash and smack. No, but so. I would actually recommend anyone watch an episode or even just watch a couple clips. It is hilarious. I actually, I, I haven't picked a new anime to watch in a while. I, I, there's movies I backlog, but there's no series. I've caught up on everything I watch. You think this is quality enough to make your I cut? Think it, I think it's funny enough. It is. It's odd. I, it's I, hilarious. I think it's it's odd enough for me to like watch five minute clips every few months, probably. So. I think I could maybe get into the series if it has a story. Because you never know; it could know. have a story. Yeah, I yeah. But I've I already know. shown you good anime to watch besides this. One Punch Man I just finished, which yeah, is yeah. probably the best modern anime to date. Next and and to I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, I heart. I mean, it's going to be rare for me to watch any of them. So it's like. Uh, but One Punch Man basically yeah. skewers anime culture. Yeah, and once you told me more about that, I yeah. I actually really uh, have actually put that on my queue to watch. So no, it is it is straight up genius comedic uh, farce parody. It's like watching The Naked Gun as an anime, which is fucking hilarious. Speaking of that, actually, I have I've not watched the second season of Angie. Tribeca yet, but that is Neither out. I. But I watched like the first couple episodes. It's right on point again. Angie Tribeca, for those of you who don't know, is pretty much the we, we've guy. talked about this before. But it's police uh, tales of the police squad. file, police squad. There it is, um, or Naked Gun for our time anyway with uh, Rashida Jones. So anyway, um, so I guess that does it for web droppings for this. I think it does. Yeah. And uh, we before we head off into the Google hole land, want to hit up our, our good friends at Bambox and see if we can make a couple bucks Bam on that. Bambox, it's a box full of Bam, and when you get it, it will slam your heart That's a- with some loving stuff, mm. stuff that makes you swoon, because it's full of stuff, and it's not a goon. As lovely as your jingle was, it said nothing about the product. So why don't we just let the pre-made one we did <laughs> go ahead and tell people. I love my I'm bad gonna, jingles. I'm going to keep that one in because people need to hear it. <laughs> and then they're going to hear this right now. Oh, Scott. It's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the BAM box. What's a BAM box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The BAM box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard-to-find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs. I don't know this word. Autograph? Is it something that we could uh, use, possibly, to prevent the eventual takeover? Bambox promises at least one autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable, then. Again, food is at a premium in the future. You must help. Last night, my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner. One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. Random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of the ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from Sterling Silver version to a 14-karat gold version. The alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention... I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know that 
there were some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs. And other hard-to-find items. Oh, like, uh, like, like food, water, like uh, uh, clothes I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostatomepodcast.com and click on the Bambox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people. Happy? Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Backs of the Future series, autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters. Well, that all does sound pretty cool. I guess the future's future can wait then. Well, then if you're interested, head over to the lostatomepodcast.com and follow the Bambox link to their incredible site and make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Well, maybe if all this Bambox stuff pans out, the future, it'll be A-OK. All right. Thanks again, Bambox, for helping out the show. Thank you, Bambox. Yay. I hope you liked my ad before the ad. My ad was better. Like you're talking to the Bambox commercial that we made as if it's the actual company, Bambox. They're listening. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Anyway, we're going to get kicking on into Google holes, baby. Google hole. Google Google. Good. Uh, You're in jingle mode. Sure. I'm... This is going to get fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indifferent about it. Um, oh, I'm going to take that personally, which means I'm going <laughs> to... Over-jingle? It. Up it ten <laughs> times harder. I'm just going to over-jingle. No, I like it when you get into it's jingle not, mode. It's not... It's, they're not spite jingles. They're just to prove myself. No, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you... I, I'm not the only one that just randomly pops into a jingle every now and again. It's good to that we both take you that You know, on. I'm not as good as you, so practice makes perfect? Uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my on-the-spot jingles are not always great. Uh, we're going to talk about the Large Hadron Collider and ghosts. To start Who are you going to call? Large Hadron Collider to disprove the existence of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and, okay, the Large Hadron Collider, um, for those of you who aren't fully aware of it, it's a big Hadron Collider. It's bigger than the Small Hadron Collider, which actually was a thing. Now, it's it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a large underground structure that essentially, uh, ex- and it's miles in diameter, um, circumference or diameter, uh, they're you know they're both they're different but they both mean big. It's a big round donut tube, and yes. they shoot things through it really fast to see what happens when you, they hit things. You make it sound like there's just like orange and a grapefruit, boom, and they just like shoot those to hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try a stick of butter and a keyboard. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I want to own that. If I was, if I could afford the billions vroom, of dollars, vroom, vroom, yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna go ahead and say uh, butter lost. It's and, just a it's just a checkbox that says success. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want to own the fucking Large Hadron Collider now just for that reason. Like, oh man, they're really going to carry on at work. No, nope. literally, that is the most simplistic way of saying it. They shoot particles, yes, particles around yeah. in a circle and then hit them into other and ones. And they want to, they pretty much want to see what occurs when particles collide. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite bands, get, When get, Particles Collide from Maine. They are a great, uh, good friends of mine. You should check them out. They have amazing stuff. Nice. I was just going to say they hit each other. Uh, that's true. Actually, maybe uh, to, the, to go out on the show, I'll go out on when particles co- when particles collide instead of sizzler. Maybe I'll do maybe. that. Maybe let's figure that uh, out. Yeah. Anyway, um, so large, large hadron collider. We'll go ahead and uh, say they yeah they they knock some particles into one another. They study what the hell comes out of them. That's how they found the god particle, which was uh, people were like, oh, is it going to create a, a black hole when they blast these? There things was a into possibility, uh, and it didn't happen. Um, but anyway, what uh, the there was recently a BBC Radio Four. Uh, program called the Infinite Monkey Cage, and it's centered around science and the paranormal. Which I actually want to listen to that episode because it sounds pretty cool. Science. I like and the paranormal. title of that show, um, the Infinite Monkey Cage. As misleading as it is, it sounds like a Barnum and Bailey uh, like pro yeah. cast. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got monkeys for days. Yeah, they're, they're just like <laughs> we just we just put a monkey in, it never ends, and it dies, and it starves to death because that's the Infinite Monkey Cage. Oh, Jesus, help me, please! Barn- I can't make it around this. What is it, uh, Schrodinger's cat? Like, Barnum and Bailey could do Schrodinger's monkey? Like, yeah. We have monkeys! Well, I can't see inside the box. Well, there might be a monkey in there, and there yeah. might not. Yeah. Don't look. It might be alive, it might be yeah. dead. Do you really want it? Do you want a dead monkey on you? And they're really <laughs> all, on they're, you. They're, they're all dead monkeys. They're just all the monkeys they killed 
like, and they're like, oh, this motherfucker killed a monkey by opening yeah, the box. Whoever's a dickhead and opens it. Like, here's your dead monkey. Yeah, take that. It's on you. Barbara and Billy did not kill that monkey. <laughs> it was not killed trying to do tightrope walks. It was alive until he said it was dead. Yep. And then he opened the box, and that's a motherfucking Murderer. dead monkey. Murderer! And uh, so anyway, so uh, there was... Um, a keyboard and a stick of butter. Physicist in, in question is Brian Cox, an advanced fellow of, the, of particle physics at the University of Manchester and a popular science communicator in Britain. Um, on that broadcast, he um, was, you know, asked about the science and the paranormal. And uh, it, he said something along the lines of, Before we ask the first question, I want to make a statement. We are not here to debate the existence of ghosts because they don't exist. And the reason he says they don't exist, if we want... So this, this is... Uh, a little bit confusing at first just listening to it. And I had to read it a few times to see what he was saying. So you might want to check this um, article out yourself when you get a chance on realclearscience.com. But um, he says, If we want some sort of pattern that carries information about our living cells to persist, then we must specify precisely what medium carries that pattern and how it interacts with the matter particles out of which our bodies are made. We must, in other words, invent an extension to the standard model of particle physics that has escaped detection at the Large Hadron, Large Hadron Collider that's almost inconceivable at the energy scales typical of particle interactions in our bodies. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the uh, what I believe he's known as the Blackstrophysicist, he's an awesome astrophysicist, yep. people know Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he was also on the show, and he uh, pressed Cox to clarify that statement. He said, if I understand what you've just declared, you certified that CERN, that's the C-E-R-N, which is the one that actually covered, that uh, owns the um, Large Hadron Collider um, and operates it. Disprove the existence of ghosts. Yes, Cox replied. I would say if there's some kind of substance that's driving our bodies, making our arms uh, and move and our legs move, then it must interact with the particles out of which our bodies are made. Makes sense. Um, and seeing as we've made high precision measurements of the ways that particle interact then my assertion is there can be no such thing as an energy source that is driving our bodies. Therefore, there is no energy source that could escape our bodies and then become what people have tried to describe as ghosts in the past. Even Einstein was saying at one point, maybe there's an energy that we're not aware of that escapes uh, and becomes what we manifest itself and what Isn't we that the plot ghosts. of the movie Five Grams? Is it? Yeah, the the idea that when you die, you lose five grams in weight. Oh that's yeah, that that one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I forgot about that as a movie. I forget, that's a theory. Yeah, uh, because they measured some one guy measured somebody once. And yeah, they probably like, oh, five grams in yeah. between measurements. <laughs> yeah. It was like shit on the ground, like exactly five grams. Just of this shit. little brown squirt. <laughs> yeah, and he just like scoops out of the rug because he wants his like. Yeah. He's like, nah, we're gonna call that the soul. That's the weight of the soul, right? The soul weighs yeah, five was, grams. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and really what they're saying is, like, listen, if there was some kind of, like, ooky, spooky thing that was wandering around in the universe as a, as a form of energy, we would have run into it, probably, like, in general, been able to measure it. Like, also, but how could it take corporeal form in the shape of the person you were? And there's a lot of... Because what he's saying is that, that this energy either doesn't exist or it does. He's pretty much saying it doesn't. It, 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 like, if and, we would have detected... We detected the God particle by now, yeah. which is the and most... This, this thing wouldn't minute, be yeah. able to recreate itself using the cellular formula that made you who you were, including your clothing. Yeah, and, and really what... And the other In thing, fact, ghosts would always be naked if, that's, we, if we even discount the fact that... There's no reasonable reason why your clothing should also follow you. Yeah, you're just like honestly, every ghost movie should be a bunch of buck naked ghosts, and really the reason they aren't is because they're like, well, we gotta get a PG-13 rating, so we're gonna <coughs> go ahead and have to clothe them in exactly the same shitty clothes they were wearing. When like, I don't want to be, I don't want to die in a fucking like, you know, ironic Cindy Lauper T-shirt and have to wear that around for eternity. Not, I mean, I, honestly, actually, I would. Cindy Lauper's a fucking bomb, but but if you want to disprove it that way, then you'd have to say that every ghost isn't a ghost, but it's maybe some uh, alternate reality. Uh, extra dimension or parallel earth uh, right. leading in into which case, ours. Now I think like that's going to be the uh, argument that a lot of people should take at this point because it's kind of been proven by science that like even when people are like, no, there's like a paranormal energy and people are like, well, hey, your body has energy and then you die. What happens to that? Like, uh, I don't know. It gets turned into energy for other things. When you are, say you die in the woods and a bear eats you, you get turned into caloric intake by being turned into energy, right. literally, that then gets absorbed by the animal that eats you. Could be worms, could be some aspects of the dirt you go bleed into your body your body and energy does go places yeah but when you but die in a house you don't become the house i won't but no <laughs> you, know, you don't you don't, true. you don't close doors and open windows yes that's that's true and especially like you're saying if you can actually like 
they were saying if it's something that can interact with your bodies and then can interact with material good like things, we would have been able to observe that at some point. No, I would say every ghost occurrence where doors open, windows close, uh, drapes flutter, uh, tables squeak across the room. Sure, those are happening, but it might be like an interdimensional reality TV show where they're just fucking with people. That's true. Yeah, which and I, I think we could go into interdimensions uh, in order to explain the only other way to explain ghosts, unless my next little topic here um, is uh, scientific explanations for ghosts. And a lot of these people are probably fully aware of. There Pedophiles are Pedophiles and sheets. <laughs> Boo! Wait, I think we got into this when we were talking about the clowns trying to lure kids. It's the worst way to lure kids. Like, like, oh, let's find something they hate. <laughs> what are you like? Scare them into a van? Do you want to see my dick? Yeah. And then the other pedophiles in the van is like a dresses Iron Man, be like, "Quick, kids, get in here! I'll protect you." Oh, it's Iron Man. He's got candy. And then uh, fucking Iron Man van no. goes away, and you never see little Billy again. And then, unfortunately, he forgets to pick his friend up, so now there's just a pedophile in a sheet hanging out outside somebody's uh, house when their kid came up missing, and guess who's the number one suspect? Old Jeremiah in a sheet. Jesus. I mean, I mean that guy, the sheet. <laughs> Jason Patrick in a sheet, while uh, yes. Jan DeBons in the fucking van, uh, dressed as Iron Man. Anyway, electromagnetic fields is a big one, and... Um, this is, uh, they've, they've created something called the God Helmet, uh, which I had to look up and I actually don't want to get too deep into that because that's interesting in and of itself. It's a helmet that essentially measures parts of the brain that have to do with creativity, religious experiences, and, uh, envisioning ghosts. And what they've noticed is that, uh, pulsed magnetic fields, um, that are imperceptible on a conscious level can make, make people feel like there's a quote unquote presence in the room. Um, making them, uh, making them feel like unusual activity patterns and such, and, you know, noticing, be like, oh, there's something here, therefore it must be a dead person. Um, infrasound, this is something that actually people may have heard of recently because it's been in the news over the last, I don't know, five to ten years because of wind farms specifically. This is the low-frequency sounds that humans can't yep. hear. and like it's actually dog whistle. And it's actually too... Or is that high That's too high, yeah, but that still so it goes the beyond... the just, yeah. The human ear can generally uh, hear between, I mean, I think commonly between about 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz. Uh, you can de- technically hear down to about 16 hertz. Sub- these subsonic frequencies are beyond where we can actually hear, but things such, uh, such as elephants can actually hear um, just as well as we can hear, um, you know, a bass drum hit or something. And we can feel some subsonic frequencies, but some of these are actually so low that they're just kind of a whisper and your body can sense them but you don't actually hear them. So, therefore, you don't realize something's happening, but you're getting these effects, and wind turbines supposedly, reportedly, cause some of these because there's this real low-frequency rumble that occurs that has been known to cause psychological issues for people. Disoriented feelings and things like that if they're really you, near a you, person's home. I yeah. bet you it's some fake science made by alt-left. That's true, yep. They're like, you know, the people who are like, we need renewable energy, let's put a wind farm up. Not on my mountain! Yep. Like, no, go yeah. fuck yourself, yeah, just not, not on my, like, not my beautiful skyline. I mean, yeah. I like the environment, but not as much as I like looking out there and seeing those trees instead of that wind turbine that looks like a tree. Um, Especially actually, since they make them look like trees now. Well, I, they, I, I just realized they make cell phone towers look like trees now. I do think it'd be funny if they tried to make a wind turbine look like a tree. <laughs> because so it's just like motor <laughs> is an individual pine tree? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, it's beautiful. Uh, the pine trees rotating <laughs> oh, in the sunset. <laughs> sweet, sweet nature. Look at that. <laughs> um, the one that I actually found the most interesting, uh, I realize I'm actually only going to get through a couple of these, which is fine because I can actually save the second half of my Google hole for the beginning of my first one, but my next one. Um, so I'll stick on ghosts for now because I like this topic. The mold one actually got me, which mold is... Mold ghosts. Mold, moldy ghosts. I know when I see black mold on a windowsill, I'm like, shit, the ghosts are creeping in. Yep. I Honey, know. get some towels. The ghosts are creeping in. We got to put towels on the window. <laughs> keep Mom, the ghosts out. Go scrape it. Get some Windex. Fucking <laughs> ghosts hate bleach. <laughs> ghosts hate bleach. They do. Except for those ghosts in those sheets. They love it. <laughs> get the stains out from all the kid blood. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Call back to your story a moment you, ago. Don't blame that one on me. I ain't go poking kids' blood into my shit. You don't go poking kids' blood into your I was hoping shit. you weren't going to pick up on that phrasing, because that was horrible phrasing. Uh, we can spend 30 minutes on that phrasing. <laughs> Let's go ahead and break that down with a therapist right now, Jeremiah. Word by, by word. <laughs> You've got a therapist waiting outside. Jeremiah, we need to speak. So by don't, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, let's go into, uh, they, they discovered that um, 
Mold oh. is all ghosts. Mold is ghosts. Dead no, ghosts. Pe- people know about toxic mold, black mold, things like that. And, yeah. and fungus of that sort, and fungus in general, but fungus of that sort can cause, like, dementia, or lead to, I should say, dementia, um, psychological issues, irrational fear, things like that. And so they realize, like, there may be a correlation fears. between the fact that every haunted house, essentially, is like an old spooky house and Full probably rife with mold, right? Um and there hasn't been, like, a direct connection necessarily, but they were just doing the study as of a couple of years ago. Uh, and a lot of the connection, you know, has been kind of assumed that there could be a reason that you're getting a little fucked up when there's all this mold around and you're like, oh, I'm experiencing this thought that there's something else in the room and I'm seeing these spooky things. So you're saying that every single ghost haunting of an old house you're could, already be, off, could be... Right? Oh, could be. Okay. Could be ghost busted... With the highest tech ghostbusting equipment we have, an air ionizer <laughs> slash UV light. Yes. So exactly. a, sta- a stand-up model UV light ionizing charcoal filter. I actually like the thought of doing that. Ghostbusting like, yeah, and device. We go in, but it just has the Ghostbuster logo on it, so people yeah. are like, "Oh my god, they're so fancy!" Yeah. And it's got like the little like ears. That'd be like, a great like. <laughs> that'd be a great like three minute skit. Like our family's been haunted by ghosts. We're all seeing them. Things are moving. That we hear apparitions tonight. We can't live here. And they're like, "Don't worry, Ghostbusters." Yeah, and they just come in and plug in these UV light ionizers into every room, and then charge them like the not the reduced price, but the original Amazon price for them. Yeah. It's like, well, that's uh, seven rooms. We put in uh, seven of our ghost-busting devices. And <laughs> Why like, do you use air quotes? $300 a piece. That'll be. And yep. then they just charge straight up. Even and, you, they- and you got to keep these on all the time or the ghosts will come back. Yeah. Uh. And then you like cut forward to a month later during a lightning storm. Like The power goes out and all their ionizers <laughs> die. <laughs> and, like, <gasps> and they take that deep breath and breathe in all the mold yeah, that's exactly, immediately, yeah. <laughs> immediately been exposed to. Um so they, uh, the next like, science-y one that they mentioned is actually something similar, which is carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, in 1921, a doctor named W.H. Wilmer published an odd story about a haunted house in the medical journal of the uh, called the American Journal of Ophthalmology. The family who lived in this haunted house resident, called the H family in the medical liter- literature, began experiencing weird phenomena when they moved into an old house. And this was before the whole mold thought. This was 1921. Um, hearing furniture moving around, strange voices in the night, feeling the presence of inves- invisible specters. We know what a haunting is, for Christ's sake. Uh, they report being held down in the bed by ghosts, feeling weak, you know, tired, almost as if they were poisoned by something, uh, and more. As it turned out... A uh, faulty furnace was filling their house with carbon monoxide, causing oral and uh, oral a u r a l and visual hallucinations. The furnace was fixed, and all of a sudden, hey, Ghostbusters! We're gonna yeah. fix your furnace, furnace, furnace. <laughs> it's not gonna leak carbon monoxide. Once again, they monoxide. put a new furnace in with the Ghostbusters <laughs> sticker. Logo. Yeah, it's forty grand, please. Okay, it's worth it. Not having to go with those ghosts anymore. <laughs> all right. Um, moving on. I uh, got just a couple more minutes here, and. Uh, Actually, you know what? I don't know if I have a couple more minutes. We want to get into the... I think the next thing I'm going to get into are strange and weird patents, which I actually want to save as the beginning of my next Google hole instead. That sounds so, good. Well, yeah, I didn't get nearly as tangential. In fact, I got into no tangents, but we had fun with ghosts. And uh, fun with ghosts on Lost at Home Podcast is always welcome here because we love ghosts. I think ghost when stories. you mentioned the oral ghosts... Yeah, I spelled my it... My favorite kind of ghost. I spelled it so old, dirty, but Scott's like, or, oral's oral, baby. Ghostbusters, how can we help you? Well, I just want to report an oral ghost. Oh, oh. Um... Don't really want you to get rid of it. It's kind of bragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, guess what I got? I got an oral ghost. Yeah. Bro. What's, what's your oral ghost? Wow, well, it blows me. I mean, probably more than I actually want. I walk funny during the main part of the day when I'm not at home, but I, I five blowjobs a night. Who can argue? Yeah, Jesus Christ. You want us to come kill it? No. <laughs> no. No. I don't care if I'm just getting blown by carbon monoxide poisoning at this point. I'm getting a blowjob every night. Yeah, I, I may be dead within a week. I mean, someone should probably tell my family to check on me more yeah. often. They, they don't tend to call or write me anymore since all I do is brag about my oral ghost. <laughs> That's how he wanted to go, thinking he was getting blown by a ghost that was actually carbon monoxide poisoning. He was so happy. <laughs> Big old grin Literally on his face. Literally found dead with his pants around his like ankles and nothing happening. Nothing, nothing around. No There's evidence a smile, of anything. Smile on his face, carbon monoxide poisoning. We, we searched death. for dirty socks and napkins and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he, he literally hadn't blown a load in three months, but apparently... Apparently, he was just... He was... In his head, he was getting a blowjob five times a day, so guess what? That's the same as getting blown five thus, times a day. Thus starts a new study by Columbia University, the uh, toxic effects of carbon monoxide and tantric sex. Yeah. 
<laughs> like five-hour uh, blowjob yeah, sessions yeah. with carbon monoxide ghosts? Yeah, how do you uh, tantrically get off without touching yourself for hours on end without a ghost? Carbon monoxide. I definitely think the title of this show could be something about tantric sex with tar- carbon monoxide ghosts, something along I think those lines. Should, I think right. oral with the spelling. A-U-R-L. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Oral ghost pleasure. Yeah. Oral. But we've already done that. We had a story almost two years ago now where we used the image of uh, Dan Anchord getting blown by a that's, that's true, yeah. And I believe I even uh, mentioned in that uh, I uh, told everybody about how I, when I was, uh, you know, probably 14 and was couldn't get laid, I wanted to get blown by a ghost. When I believed in ghosts, I was like, please let there be a dick-sucking ghost in the house. Here's one. <laughs> my name's John. I uh, I died from trying to blow myself, broke all my ribs, and they shoved right up into my lungs, and so, I just died out. So what but, you're saying is you're flexible and you have experience? Well, I'm a, I'm a ghost, and I'm, I do want to blow you. All right, then. Well, I'm 14, and I want a blowjob. This is illegal. You know, this is highly illegal. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're under Pedophile ghost. <laughs> yeah, pedophile ghost. <laughs> Who you gonna call? Pedophile <laughs> Ghostbusters! <laughs> Oh, there's our new show title. Yeah. Turns out it was just a, just a carbon monoxide alarm gone wrong with a penchant for young boys. <laughs> your space, <laughs> yeah, your your space heater hated, really wanted to fuck you badly, and you're underage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that. Uh, we're gonna go into the. Uh, I'll save the other parts for next time around. Fan um, group question of the week. Yeah, exactly. And you, it's a very short one because I posted it super late. Yeah, so we you, only had a few people who jived in. You have that up and ready? Yep. Question right. of the week. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? And what would you do with your newfound power? Bonus points for the strangest and most not safe for work. Um, first one we got is from Kyle Martell who said the ability to make clones of myself at will, at will and, well, for use. And then he gave us a little meme that says, would you fuck me? I'd fuck what me. Was it from, uh, from Silence, Silence of the Lambs? Lamb, the old uh, buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, or what? It's what the buffalo. It was, yeah. Are you going fuck me? Oh. Exactly. I'd and then fuck we, me. Mo- we move on to Mike Cholitz, who says, see the future and be rich as fuck. Yeah, that's a, that's a good common one. That's good. Um, Lacey uh, Northrup uh, has got a pretty good one here, actually. This one's pretty clever, and it's created a little bit of a trail behind it. Um, no pun <laughs> yeah, intended. It <laughs> uh, you know how some women squirt? Well, what if the lady juice was like acid and it melted people's faces? Like, you know, that guy on Indiana Jones. Yeah, and then uh, Kyle Martell actually popped in and said, so your superpower would be fucking people to death? He said, no, well, I mean, really, their participation wouldn't be needed. They just need to stand somewhat close. Okay, it's kind of an awkward superpower and not all that practical, but yeah. To which I replied with a, uh, a, a an animated gif from the uh, Disney Robin Hood movie featuring the fox and the bear, where the fox is squirting water into the bear's mouth. Yes. Uh, uh, then it just goes downhill from yep. there. And then Christopher Ball comes back at the very last minute, says, uh, nothing important. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Actually, that's it. No, he, he does say a single thought, my target would instantly Northrop. Uh, so he's trying to say that he could telepathically make people Northrop in their mouth. Northrop in your mouth is a catchphrase from me, the Northrop. You're right. You read more into that than me. I thought he was still referencing my picture with the no, no, shit going pretty in pretty that sure bear's he's mouth. You could be like, and then like you'd be like, I Northrop in my mouth. So you have to actually listen to meet the Northrops on Patreon at the three dollar level to know what he's even getting at. So that's uh, thank you to the folks who we, this was a late one that went up, um, but I'm glad that we do have some folks that are willing to sit back and uh, help us out and uh, respond to those uh, late or not. So we always have some fun stuff that comes out of the question of the week, and we will have one up again uh, coming up sooner than four hours for the show. That was yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. I totally forgot. It's, it's we've been busy. It's been crazy. All that kind of stuff. Regardless, uh, uh, this is the end of the show. Yep. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We hope you liked what you heard. Uh, usually. Uh, show goes about like this unless we have an interview where we do something else wacky and weird because it's our show and honestly we do kind of do what we want to do so uh without further ado this is the end of the show uh check out our patreon patreon.com slash lost at home and you can find us on twitter at the lost at home chair uh i'm at sonic jalopy you can also find me on instagram which i use more often for my artsy stuff on there and soundcloud uh which i uh, occasionally these little songs and stuff that i do pop up on there also at sonic jalopy and if you feel like joining the fan group where you can see our question of the week and some of our other inside jokes, you can look for us at the Lost Stone Podcast on fa- uh, uh, on Facebook. Uh, there is a page and a fan group. Go for the fan group. Uh, the page all we use is to promote events and stuff. The fan group's more of a discussion place. 
So without that, uh, or with that, uh, yeah. or either way, fuck it, uh, get yep. lost. Yeah, get lost, everybody, and enjoy when, partos- when particles collide. Awesome band. Check their music out, and see you next time. Get lost. Get lost.